Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carozza. Good morning, Dr. Mike. What are your plans for this long weekend as we continue to find our way through this pandemic? Well, Tina, thank you. Um, You know, weather may not be uh, cooperating with us to, say, to do some barbecue outside, um, but we got to focus on the benefits of food for our physical and our mental health. I think it's really important to, you know, to eat healthy still during this time. And nothing is better than grilling, but we can't get outside because it's too darn cold. So, you know, indoor grilling still counts. Um, and roasting uh, is still an, is still some options, especially when the heat is just a little lower. But indoor grilling is my favorite. And, you know, I'd like to... Um, just you know reiterate to our listeners that grilling veggies are are really good especially when you have an indoor grill as well because it does just grill them really quickly and then you can mix it with some olive oil um, and it makes an easy easy dish or maybe some garlic and some salt and pepper but things like um, even fish you can grill indoors as well and so can you with uh, certain meats either chicken or some steak um, obviously, I like the grass-fed stuff, and the wild-caught salmon is probably going to be your best bet right now because you can get it frozen, and it is wild-caught, and what they do is they freeze it right away so you know that it's still fresh. Um, so those are just really some good options. And then, you know, with the frozen stuff, I mean, you can really just put it on the grill, um, and, uh, and, and it's really uh, some good options. But, you know, grilling the veggies as well will just add to it. And whether you like mushrooms or zucchini does really nice on an indoor grill, uh, it's really easy. You still get the grill marks and it makes for a great dish. There's lots of fiber. Um, and of course, um, there's also really, really nice. You can do things like peppers. Um, I like the multicolored peppers. Um, and of course, you want to peel the skin off these peppers when you grill them because that's sometimes that skin just actually becomes something that you can't digest. Uh, but otherwise, you know, don't forget about the fruits. You know, we really need to incorporate fruits in our diet. And sometimes during this time, it's really challenging because, A, you can't get out to the grocery store as often as you'd like. And then, you know, the, the types of fruits that are available are maybe not the ones uh, that are they're either not fresh or they're not in season. So then there's the option to go to things like canned fruits. Um, but I always think that berries, because you can get them frozen, and you can get the organic ones frozen, which is probably going to be your best option right now. And guess what, Tina? That makes for the best breakfast. So whether you're making some fresh buckwheat um, muffins and you're throwing some frozen blueberries in them, or you're actually making a frozen smoothie, um, because you can just add a cup of these berries frozen, and it just adds to the consistency of a smoothie, and you can add a protein of your source. Or maybe you can just make a fruit smoothie, which is still good. And some people like to add almond butter or things like sun butter if you have an allergy to it. Um, and it actually makes for a really good smoothie. And then the other thing is you can add things like um, spinach uh, to the smoothie to have that alkalinity effect. You know, So I love smoothies because they help fill people. It's quick in the morning. Uh, and you know, maybe a lot of our listeners, for sure, I've been in the kitchen for a long time. <laughs> you're probably cooking three meals a day because you're doing a lot of cooking and you're running out of options. So you know, really, really good is you know, batch cooking I love as well. So if you want to make some muffins, make a whole bunch and they'll, you'll, you, you'll eat them for the next couple of days. But smoothies are really quick, good for the kids, very healthy, lots of antioxidants. And I'm talking about blueberries, raspberries. You can get strawberries. 
uh, and then blackberries as well. And you can get these frozen and they're organic. Of course, your local nature's emporium will have it, but um, they just add to, you know, you have the fiber, the antioxidants, the good vitamins, uh, and the polyphenolic compounds that you're going to need to sort of stimulate and prime your immune system during this time. And it seems like those smoothies seems to sustain you as well as not quite a meal replacement, but almost, don't you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's definitely going to help with the blood sugar and maintaining the blood sugar at a certain level, but you're, you're not going to get that spike because the, you, you, you don't have those bursts. So it's naturally occurring sugar. And I tell a lot of this to, to my patients who are especially, you know, maybe trying to trim down or maybe trying to lose some weight during this time. But, um, you know, you can definitely eat the, the berries and you can have a full cup. And it will just sustain you like you mentioned. And then if that's not enough and maybe people find themselves, maybe they're having this at five or six or seven in the morning, you know, what I like to add is adding some almond butter. I, I, I'm not a big fan of peanut butter. Um, I love almond butter because, you know, obviously the, the, um, the oils in raw and, and make sure it's raw. It has to be raw almond butter. And then you can add it to the smoothie to give that extra little protein punch to make it last a little longer. And then things like adding something like kale, like baby kale or baby spinach, just puts that greenery in there. So it really will take it to lunch. Dr. Mike, can I get your take on frozen vegetables? Because many folks these days cannot get to that grocery store as often as they, you know, as they'd like to. And they might be turning to frozen vegetables. Are those still a good option? Yes, absolutely. So you know, obviously, I, I'm a huge proponent and fan of, of, of organic produce, and I think it's extremely important for many different reasons uh, in that there's the, there's the process and, 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 and the way these, uh, obviously, these are grown, and you know that there's not going to be any herbicides or pesticides added, so you know. And, and the frozen, see, because um, uh, organic vegetables end up going bad a lot faster, I know, like, for example, um, you know, and there's a lot of reasons why, and we're not going to get into this for this, uh, for this session, but, you know, when you have it frozen, they flash freeze it right away. So they'll pick it. And especially in organic uh, broccoli or organic green beans, they're going to pick it right when it's ripe and it's the most ripe and then they'll freeze it. So that means you're going to have the most health properties right away. And then when they flash freeze it, they actually show that it actually has all the minerals and vitamins and the contents in there that are going to help a lot of people. So I encourage people to buy frozen fruits and vegetables. I think right now that's really, uh, it's better than the canned stuff. I mean, you know, that's the truth. You know, the canned options are really not as healthy um, as, as the, the, the frozen packed fruits and veggies specifically. I like the green beans, Tina. I think they're really good. Um, they add a lot and the kids like them as well. Uh, and they come back to life. That's the good news. So when they're frozen and you just either steam them just lightly and they just come right back and they're really nice and fluffy. Uh, and then especially things like the broccoli as well, just go a long way. So those are two things that I think are really important, especially during this time. And, uh, and of course, you know, not to, not to mention things like the frozen berries as well. All right. When we come back, host of Dolce Vita, Dolce India, and Dolce Africa, Chef David Rocco joins the show. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth. Over to Dr. Mike with today's first guest. Thank you, Tina. 
We're thrilled to have chef and TV host David Rocco on the show. So thank you very much for joining us, David. Let's just dive right in. I mean, how did this love for food begin with you, uh, David? Well, it's uh, probably the easiest and shortest answer would be um, uh, being uh, the son of Italian immigrants and, and the importance of food. That would probably be the um, the biggest um, uh, influence. Uh, and then, you know, food is life uh, for me. Uh, eating and food is everything. So I need to uh, harness that into a career and uh use that um, as a, an expression of passion and love. And how is this different for, for you, David? Um, and how did, it, how did it inspire you? Because I think many of us, um, not only in this city, but across the country, are children of immigrants. So mm-hmm. we have that similar story. But why for you did it take such hold and inspire you in what you're doing now? Uh, we grew up in uh, in Scarborough in the 70s, uh, where most um, yeah, so our neighborhood was this, uh, you know it was a cul-de-sac of about 10 homes, and we had the Johnsons, the Ramses, the Gallagher's, the Smiths, uh, and the Roccos. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time because you know, dare I say, spaghetti and meatballs was the exotic dish. Uh, let alone uh, the rabbits that we had in the backyard. <laughs> and what I saw as, uh, as uh, someone, uh, you know, loving food and growing up being different was the power of food and how it truly can uni- uh, unite us. And my parents uh, really set that tone as, uh, uh, as, a, as an example where we often would have the neighbors we were very close with the entire street and uh, we had families over to our house trying eggplant parmigiana for the first time. Uh, my mom disguising uh, a rabbit for chicken and then getting caught. I mean, uh, but in all this, uh, food was that uh, was that uh, connector, and and that was something that was front and center for myself and, and my brother and sister for sure. And for me, I, I, I've used that not knowingly at the time, and clearly, and, and but as I look back. Um, that was my, uh, I say my sword to, to slay my fears, to go into the unknown, uh, to travel, to meet people and to use food as that connector. One thing I want to just ask is, you know, how do you, you know, maybe you can give some advice, you know, keeping traditions alive, I think is important. Like, and when I talk about traditions, obviously as, as, you know, being, um, second generation, you know, from Italian immigrants coming to Canada, understanding about things like making our own tomato sauce, like these kinds of generations coming from a family that makes their own wines. I think, uh, you know, it, it starts just at home. And, uh, and it's not trying to be preachy. Certainly, you know, we don't always do it. And I think the pandemic has, uh, has allowed us to reestablish certain parameters and reestablish uh, this this uh, this need to do it and uh it just happened uh last last night uh, we were sitting down at the table and um my kids wanted uh <laughs> some leftover cookies that we made you know after dinner <laughs> it's like gee i thought you guys didn't finish what was in your plate i thought you were <laughs> you know you were full and certainly they they weren't full enough for the cookies but they ate and they were they rushed off and, and i remember calling my son i said no 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 get back sit at the table 
And uh, my wife and I were finishing off some wine and, uh, and they looked at me and it was like, but it's not Sunday. They, they, it was like, but this isn't anything special. And I said, sit at the table. And I was in a bit of a cheeky mood and, and my wife and I were, we were kind of having fun. And it was just, let's just sit down. Yeah. And, uh, and that was, was really interesting because my son, then he sat on my lap and, you know, and, and we ended up extending the meal post meal anyways for a half hour. And that may not have happened, uh, you know, during, um, another time for us. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's, that's amazing because, you know, th- these are definitely the silver linings within this pandemic. Um, one thing I want to talk about, David, is you've traveled pretty much you know, the entire, I'd say globe, I would like to say, but you've been to very many different countries and there are a lot of difference, you know, differences, but a lot of similarities. Now, would you say that this family time and how food brings family together? Is that one thing that is pretty much uh, unanimous when you, uh, when you compare the different cultures? Certainly, um, you know, food uh, is universal. We all have to eat. And, um, and I think food always tastes better when we eat it with um with family or with friends or with uh with people um i've been blessed to and travel yeah many places and uh uh, you know food is that important ritual for for us whether you know it was my time in Kashmir, ethiopia south africa uh you know obviously italy brazil that that those those moments that we're able to uh sit down and, and how proud people are to share a dish, share a family meal, share a part of their tradition. And, and that's, I think, you know, what food does. It, it, it um, inspires us to open our hearts and minds and to, you know, look at each other as, as equals and, uh, and want to sure. sit down and talk. So it's, it's powerful. So in these days of COVID-19, so many of us are on budgets. How do you make that dollar go a little bit further in the grocery store? How do you stretch those ingredients that you might have in your home cupboards or or pantry? And I I, I did read something, I think it was on your Twitter feed recently, about how you you bought something at one of these big box stores and you stretched it out for days. And I Mm -hmm. thought, well, that's... That's what should be. That's what we should be doing, and that's mm-hmm. what our grandparents did. They didn't waste a great deal, did they? No, no, absolutely. And and to me, I, I find that very exciting. Uh, in fact, I'm in development of a new series, and it's just David Rocco cheap food. And cheap always has the negative connotation. I said, <laughs> no, it's. I love it. I get excited about it, and that's exactly right. I um, just before the pandemic, I was off to. Uh, uh, Malaysia and uh, I went to Costco with a buddy and we started you know you go a little crazy on things and so I bought <laughs> two bags of uh, like it, these were like 10 kilo bags I mean they were like these big suckers you know and um, it was a bag of chickpeas and a bag of lentils and I remember coming home I, my wife laughed she was like, what are we going to do with all this and she goes well I'm glad it wasn't a, you know a tub of mayo and so um I ended up taking off and then coming back and, and we, and I remember they were $8 bags. I think it was 10 kilos of dried chickpeas and lentils. Now the bag of chickpeas, we love legumes. And um, so $8 and I think we've had 12 meals feeding a family of five. Maybe I should say six. 
works because my nine, eight-year-old son is a beast, how he eats, and he can eat for two people. <laughs> and to me, it was it just a, a, an exciting um, opportunity to show my kids, you know, that you can eat well. And, and even ourselves, and, and it's reaffirming what our, our parents used to do and grandparents was you can eat well inexpensively and um you know many of us are blessed to 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 be in you know uh in canada and vaughn toronto we live in you know decent homes and so we don't have to necessarily we we can actually look at eating well inexpensively we don't have to eat uh you know meat every night certainly that would be good for for any of us or the environment but uh this to me was uh was really fun to to rediscover yeah and i think that's the key you know eating well and on that notion i mean this is health as wealth of course you know we try to promote healthy eating and i believe you know obviously we'll talk a little bit more later on uh, the mediterranean diet but eating healthy and well, yeah, I guess the idea is it doesn't have to be costly. And you mentioned some legumes and some, um, you know, there's a couple of, uh, you know, different recipes that I've seen. But, you know, we're dealing with basically whole grains, right? You know, they're, they're, they're whole grain pastas or whole grains, um, you know, things like garlic, onions and tomatoes, which are inexpensive, but actually can feed the whole family. And they're loaded with things like antioxidants and really good for the immune system. And especially legumes, which are really high in things like fiber and iron. Um, and then when you can, when you combine this with a whole grain, like a, a, you know, a nice, good, rich pasta, like a semolina de grano duro, or if you have some kind of intolerance, then, you know, this is, this is how healthy food, I believe, you know, the, the Mediterranean diet is predominantly healthy and it's because of some of these amazing ingredients. But it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned lentils um, and some legumes, but I mean, there's, there's like a common denominator with other cultures. I know specifically about things like India, right? In terms of using legumes and, and, um, and utilizing that in the, in the culture, correct? Absolutely. And we, uh, I mean, we probably have legumes. I mean, maybe we have meat once a week, twice, maybe. Uh, sometimes more, I mean, depending, but generally we don't have meat a lot. Legumes, we probably have, uh, you know, three, four times a week. And what's really interesting, you know, people say, well, don't you get sick of that? I'm like, well, actually, no, because it's always different. So we'll have, um, you know, a lentil and pasta dish uh, that will be in the Italian style. And then that same lentil and pasta dish, even though we don't have use the lentils all this uh, always but if we wanted to just take lentils as an example you can by adding different spices travel the world and so uh, we'll we'll use uh, gada masala different masalas from is spices from india and give it a whole different indian kind of slant that is totally different in flavor profile or we will uh, venture off to ethiopia and put uh, berbere which is the the local uh, uh, ethiopian spice which gives it a whole different uh, slant and so suddenly, just with one legume and pasta as an example, or just simple, you can make it three different ways, have it three consecutive nights, and feel like you're having three different meals traveling through in three different parts of the world. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's fun. It, it, it actually, to me, it's it's part of the blessings I, I've received in, in my travels, and and it makes mealtime so much more interesting, certainly. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And um I hope uh, you can come back uh, next week so we can just uh, ask you some more questions. And if our listeners want to connect with you, can you just uh, tell us you know, where, where we can find you? 
Absolutely. So they can watch the, the latest series, Dolce Italia, on TLN, um, Teletino, Saturdays and Sundays at 8 p.m. And they can um, uh, see me on social, on, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at David Rocco's Vita. All, uh, the same handle for all three platforms. Sounds good. We'll continue to follow. And Dr. Mike, just before we wrap up the show, if our listeners want to contact you, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach us at applemed.ca um, or they can, call, they can call us at 905-417-4000. For our patients and our listeners out there, we're here for you during this very difficult time. We thank you for all our frontliners and all our people out there in the field right now working. Um, and uh, again, for all my patients, if you need to follow us on um, uh, Instagram, it's applemedclinic. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of Health is Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Visit them to experience a real commitment to wellness, providing exceptional service, premium products, and empowerment through education.